Hi, I'm Jordan Gill, and my business love language is efficiency. Because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? If your business depends on you, you don't own one. You have a job. We're here to fix that. Now, with over 150 episodes, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to season number seven of System Saved Me. And I'm really excited about this season because I'm getting to share with you some of the dopest people in the operation space. This is not an exaggeration. And I'm not only getting to share what they have contributed to the System Save Me shop, which if you haven't checked out, come and see us, just systemsaveme.com. You'll be able to check us out. But you'll also get to hear about them and their mission and how they got started in operations. And they all have such unique stories. I'm so, so stoked for you guys to, to check them out. So each week, you'll be meeting a new member of my op squad and the amazingness that they have. Both there will be tips and tricks, but also what workflows you should check out in the actual shop that they have created. So without further ado, let's see who my next guest is. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to bring you this lovely lady from LA into your lives and talking all about, well, we're the same Enneagram. So basically, she's already my favorite person. But she's also going to walk us through a tool that I've used in my business for years. And so I'm really excited to just geek out, have fun. Miss Annika Robbins, how are you? Hi, I am great. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. Let's just tell people a little bit about you and your business right off. Yeah, so I help entrepreneurs to capture their process. Those are all of the steps that are happening behind the scenes from the point that they have a new lead that expresses interest to booking them officially as a client and doing the client work, all the way up to wrapping everything up and capturing a testimonial. And as we talk through that process, of course, there are a lot of opportunities to streamline and strategize. And I used to help with the implementation part as well, where I'd be the one actually setting up the account. But I just got a full-time job at Dubsado. So moving That's on. a fun place. Yeah. Yes. Which also fits in really nicely with my business and what I'm interested in as well, too. So that's been a really seamless fit, which I'm super excited about. But it does mean for my business going forward, I'm going to focus more on just the strategy part. Yeah, that's a fun part anyway, <laughs> in my personal opinion. Well, good. So you've been doing system stuff for a little while, and obviously now you're doing it full time in a software business. So where did it all start? Were you like the friend with the spreadsheets and the clipboard? Were you somebody who studied this in school? Like, How did this all kind of come about? Yeah, I've definitely always enjoyed organizing and collecting and sorting. And that came out when I was younger in different ways. Like instead of doing a presentation where I needed to talk to the class, I would love to do like a video where I could control it and organize it and do a really high quality <laughs> cake. We would have been great group project pr- people together. Just letting you know. <laughs> I, I kind of want to do a group project now. <laughs> we'll keep that in mind later. Yeah, yeah. That transitioned into like a work environment where I was working at an entertainment studio and I was a creative project manager and got to use the clipboard and the color coding and the organization and the systems all for good to be like a traffic manager within the creative process. 
It was a very interesting. I'm so grateful for the experience. I learned a ton. There's a lot to think about in appreciating and understanding the creative process, which requires a lot of inspiration and time. You can't uh, do a shortcut with a lot of that stuff, too. Yeah. And then a lot of communication, too, because I was at an entertainment studio. There are big departments and a lot of money and real deadlines to keep in mind. So just bouncing around between all of those considerations and trying to make it as smooth as possible was a great training ground. Yeah, that is interesting in that, like, there's time built in for space and, like, time built in for inspiration. That's probably the least amount, like, the least thing that I put time toward is, like, the sitting and the walking and the flipping through magazines and all the things. But I think it's cool to get that like perspective from like the creative industry. And I know that you work, continue to work with creative industries, both in your business and with Dubsado, definitely creative like businesses, like website designers, branding, people who like pretty things. And so I think that it's quite a natural fit for you to then move into the space that you've moved into just based off of like what you've done previously, which is fun. So we're going to kind of get into your workflow a little bit. So we're going to talk about your Asana for graphic and website designers. And talk to us about why you love Asana, first off. (laughs) So Asana is a project management tool. So you can probably see how that also fits in with something that I would love. Use it to make a digital to-do list. You can use it in a board format that's really similar to Trello or a Kanban board. So there is some flexibility there. What I love about it is that you can use it in a really basic sense. The idea always is just you want it to actually be helpful. So just the basic use of it is helpful, then that's amazing. But you also have the option to make it more complicated and complex and mirror your process. Mm. That functionality is built in if you're game for it. Interesting. Yeah, I think... Asana is actually pretty flexible out of a lot of the tools. I think that, especially with like tagging, do you use Asana's free or paid version also? Yeah, interesting. I love the free version and that's what I personally use. I have played around with some of the features in the paid version, but I think the free version can take you really far. Gotcha. Yeah. I think that's always, whenever you have freemium software, so software that has a free plan, it's always like, weighing the options of what it looks like to actually pay for it. Um, And I agree that I've always used the free one and I don't think the majority of people would need the paid ones, but of course it's a personal decision as you and I know. So, so then specifically for graphic and website designers, what are the kinds of things that maybe they have a hard time keeping up with in their creative process that Asana can help them with specifically? Yeah, definitely. So it ties into some of the stuff we've said before, too, because the things you want to keep in mind are deadlines, in time for feedback and approval, and maybe going in a different direction, building in time for inspiration, keeping it manageable and not overwhelming on the internal side as you're tracking all of the details. What to do with that, of course, is to break it into phases, to just zero in on one part instead of looking at the whole list, because you probably have a really long list from start to finish. Yeah. So those are all things that you definitely want to keep in mind while you're keeping track also internally of communication. If you have a team that you're working with, keeping a record, 
if you're a graphic designer, you probably have different versions of the logo, which means you might want to have a record of why you changed that and what the old one looked like and so on. So all things are, you're able to organize them and keep them in a more neat uh, space within Asana. Yeah. And yeah, I can only imagine all of the versions and things that you would have to keep track of with those specific creative type businesses. Is there like an average number of steps? And maybe it's like, depends obviously on the project. Like, are you building a custom website or are you building a logo? But is there like an average like amount of steps or tasks that you've seen in Asana for those particular industries? And again, it's going to probably be a lot and thus why you need Asana in your life. (laughs) I mean, I think my real answer is more than you would think. If you really sit down and you're honest about all of the steps that go into this, a lot of it, it's easy to keep in your head. Uh, That's why it feels like maybe it's just five steps. But if you really wrote out all of those things and took it out of your head and into the system, it's going to be a long list. I totally agree. People underestimate how much they do all the time. They know they're busy all the time, but then they totally like are like not aware of all the little steps that have to happen every single time. And, you know, what I think the workflow is great about is showcasing. It's video-based, so it showcases every single step to create your Asana boards for graphic and website designers. And I think that you'll see just even with the workflow trainings, how precise you have to be in order to, again, we think we can trust our brains, but our brains are not meant to like, we have a very small area for short-term memory. So like people think that, and maybe you do it enough to where it's in the long-term memory now, but like short-term memory, not great. And I will admit mine personally is not great. So, (laughs) so is there, What's like been some of the biggest wins of your clients when they have their stuff in Asana? Like what are some benefits? What are they celebrating about it? All that good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Well, the easiest one is just feeling organized and like you know where you are and what you need to do every single day so that you can provide the client experience that maybe you already promised or that you provide. So it's really just having it on straight, having everything detailed and as unchaotic as possible on the back end so that you can ultimately do the work and do really high quality work. So the biggest win is being able to provide the quality of work that you feel proud of and having the time and space to be creative and inspired and do the high quality work instead of wasting a lot of energy and panicking about some of the detailed stuff that is possible to do in a more streamlined way. Yep. I love that because there's nothing like doing someone's work. So a client's logo or something like that. And you forget something or you didn't remember the deadline or like you're collecting stuff in the inbox and then Facebook messenger and then Instagram DM and then all these places. There's like not a worse feeling. I feel like then, cause again, you and I are similar in the way that client experience is a really big deal. And like you want to maintain that as much as possible and having all of your steps in a project management software like Asana is the biggest step you can take toward having a great client experience. I think personally, I don't know if you have like anything else to add on that. I a hundred percent agree. That's the reason to do it. It's really for your clients. It's also for yourself and your sanity. 
but the biggest reason, the business business argument for doing it is that it's for your clients and they're the ones that benefit the most. Yeah. Oh, totally, totally, totally. Do you um, suggest that your graphic and website designers have their clients inside of Asana or that they keep client management or client um, communication outside of the project management software? Yeah. So great question. My recommendation is to keep them separate, to separate anything that's client facing and anything that's internal. And part of the reason for that is you are not spending any time or energy worrying about everything within Asana being client facing and being professional and being full sentences and so on. You know that Asana is always your place for your team to just capture the information that you guys need to capture. And an entirely different system. It's just easier to segment that way um, and kind of have the right headspace according to which system you're in. Yep. I totally agree. Do you um, use Slack with clients or what do you usually do for client? Yeah. So my recommendation with clients really is Dubsado, the CRM for the client part. I haven't used Slack with a client, but I also now personally am using Slack. So that's something that fits in in the future. It also, I think, depends on the size of the team, too. And a lot of the people that I've worked with are just solopreneurs. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's what makes sense. So we're going to get into, I mean, this whole for, this whole interview is fun, but also the really fun part <laughs> of this interview is talking about personality assessments and Annika and I share the same Enneagram. We both are ones. How do you describe what a one is and how you, and what it is that like you find to be like the most accurate representation of you being a one? Yeah. So Enneagram is new for me and it has resonated so deeply. I love it. And I love the shorthand even between me and Jordan. Like we're both ones, like we got it. Um, so even right now, I'm a bit like, how do I describe that? Because I've already absorbed it so much. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing that's, that it really boils down to for me is Enneagram is great for understanding what's most important to you. And what's mm-hmm. most important to me is to be good. (laughs) Um, And so that translates in a professional sense and high quality and doing it the right way and being really thoughtful. It can also be being a perfectionist. So that's something that I am now that also resonates with me, but also it's been helpful to know I should be aware of that. How to pay attention and some strategies and how to compensate and all of those things. So Enneagram has just felt so nice (laughs) Um, and to have so many resources available too for personal going yeah yeah oh I am I agree the perfectionism high quality excellence I don't like putting stuff out willy-nilly fra-la-la like no (laughs) that rarely happens for me so great point because you hear a lot done is better than perfect and that's like nails on a chalkboard for me it's valid advice for sure it's not a reason to never put anything out but that's my constant struggle that I want it to be really good and a really good representation of me and the rest yeah and I think I don't know if you found this too but even like the longer I've been in business the better I've been able to massage the done is better than perfect I think like you start to wear off on yourself of just like, okay, get over yourself. You've been doing this project or you've been doing this thing for so long. Like, let's just do it. Move on. Like, it's fine. Like you're, and especially for us perfectionists, like 
a lot of our like good is like everyone else is great. And not to say that we're the greatest people in the entire world, because that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying our standards are so high that like good standards are normally people's like, oh my gosh, I'm raving from the rooftops. This is freaking amazing. And so I don't know if you found that too. <laughs> it's been really helpful to understand that the way it makes so much sense to me is not the only way. I that made mm. it a really basic concept. So that's really what Enneagram has helped me with. Yeah. It doesn't mean that my way is wrong. Right. And my standards, I do believe, are different. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So then also, we both are strength finders lovers. When was the first time you took strength finder? What year? It's been a couple of years. I think it's probably in 2015. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I took it when I was in college back in 2009. My gosh. And so that was the first time I took it. And then I took it a second time back in 2018 to see if there were differences. And my first three were completely different. My fourth and fifth stayed exactly the same, which I found interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are your five? Okay. So my five are empathy, harmony, connectedness, responsibility, and deliberativeness. Ooh, that last one is a mouthful. Deliberativeness. <laughs> like, gotta add the ness. <laughs> I know. When I first was telling people, they'd be like, is that a real word? <laughs> it's just a deliberate, and that definitely resonates, and that overlaps with Enneagram 1 as well. But I like to be really sure of everything that I'm doing before I move forward. Yeah. What does the connectedness part of that mean to you? I love that one. I've never, before taking the test, I had never thought of myself that way or that being a specific. Mm. But I think that has come into play so many times for me professionally because I have a lot of curiosity about how things work and how they're all coming together. And I think that it's the reason why I can take a big concept and break it down and explain it to somebody who's not familiar with it at all. Because yeah. context and the connectedness and how it all fits together and why you want to pay attention to this thing at the beginning because it'll impact the thing at the end. I love that. So it's less, it's funny because when I thought of connectedness, I thought of people. And so I love that you actually have it in like connectedness as far as like projects and pieces and like puzzle connectedness, which I think totally makes sense and whatnot. And I think that's what, what is also cool about strength finders is you sometimes, some of them are like, yes kind of but <laughs> you can kind of be like okay in this particular setting this totally is 100% makes sense and because my five are significance individualization analyzer or analyzation whatever it is focus and maximizer and when I got significance as number one I felt so offended I was like do I, am I like a selfish, like, I think I have to be significant person. Like I took it really hard and I was like really mad, <laughs> but I was like, okay, let me actually read what this says before I go off on the rails. And it actually totally made sense because it's about, you know, I don't like doing anything if there's no point to it is <laughs> really what it means. Like 
which is interesting. And that makes sense. And it's like, that totally is me. I don't like to do things. I'm very efficient, obviously. So I don't like doing frivolous things just because like it irks me or even helping clients who aren't actually going to use what I create for them. Like, oh my gosh, shoot me in the heart. Like that just like is the worst thing. So now that I understand what that is, I'm like, okay, like, yes, this is my number one strength, which is so funny. That makes so much sense. And I, now I love that one too. I want them all. <laughs> I have all the strengths. <laughs> I know, right? You hear everybody else's explanation. You're like, oh, I love that one. Jeez yeah. <laughs> like, Louise. And it's funny because I don't know if you as an Enneagram one saw that there was Achiever on there. And I thought that that was going to be one of my top ones, but I don't think that's even in my top 10, which again, once you kind of dig deeper, it's like, I'm not a super goals oriented person, which again, sounds weird being a systems person, but I'll have like loose goals, but I'm more driven by like the impact or like how significant is the work I'm doing versus like numbers in that way. So but that makes sense yeah. for me too. Yeah. Yeah. And there were a couple that like, I feel like translate more to one Enneagram that neither of us really had on our charts. There was like other ones. I'm trying to think of what the other ones are, but that's what's so cool about knowing all of your different personality assessments is you kind of like piece together and like, you're this like very unique person because we're both one Enneagrams and we don't share any top five strengths. <laughs> so I think that's cool. I know, man, being a human is just so complicated. I know. <laughs> and it's crazy that all of these different facets and aspects are resonating really true. So yeah, I, man, I'm so glad we could talk about personality tests because yeah. I don't have a with me right now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm the friend that like makes all my friends go and do the personality test. And then I write down all of their things and I'm like, you're <laughs> acting that way because you're a three. So... <laughs> guilty for like the last six months as I've been trying to diagnose everyone else's Enneagram. I'm not sure that I'm right, but I've been trying. <laughs> you give it the good old try. I feel like, well, Enneagram, it's interesting because I clearly, I don't know if you found this, I clearly attract specific numbers and other numbers I have no idea. Like, I have no idea who you are. Like, I don't know any nines. I don't know any fours. I don't know any sixes. I'm like all threes and sevens. Like, those are like everybody that I have around me, which three is like the achiever goals oriented. And then the sevens are like, what's today? I'm going to go to the beach. Like that's that person. And so I have this like crazy spectrum of people in my life. And I'm like, this is why I'm like kind of balanced. I feel more like the threes, but the sevens are great to have in your life because they'll pull you out of your crazy. <laughs> yeah. And take you on an adventure too. Exactly. hundred percent. Have you found that like there are certain numbers like are more around you? It's so wild that you say that because my numbers are four and nine that I mostly am around. Mm. Yeah, like specifically four and nine. I know a six. I met a five the other day. <laughs> it's like Pokemon. Like how many cards can you collect? <laughs> it's crazy too because even though you wouldn't tell from the way I've just been talking about it and really boiling people down to numbers of five. <laughs> what I like about Enneagram is that it really is capturing the complexity within your number. You yeah. can, there's still a range within your number. You can have a wing number. When yeah. you're out, you're more like this number. When you're really healthy, you're more like that number. And so yeah. like, all of that web together 
just has given me a lot of the language and understanding to feel like I can figure this world out. (laughs) (laughs) One number at a time. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Organized and color coded. I can also be a bit more of a human. (laughs) (laughs) I so agree. Do you follow, um, what is it? The Instagram handle Enneagram and coffee. Yes. She's great. Like, I love when she's, like, comparing it to, like, Grey's Anatomy characters and friends and, like, all that stuff. And I'm like, yes, that is the character that I am. Giving. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's super fun. Well, this was awesome. And besides, obviously, the workflow shop, where can people find you online? Website, social media, all that. So the name of my business is Witset and Laurel. It's two street names in Los Angeles. So you can find me on Instagram at Witset and Laurel or at Witset and Awesome. And we'll have all that stuff in the show notes in the description and all of that. So people can come and find you and hang out and talk Enneagram and strength finders and all the things. Maybe we'll collect all one through nine through the podcast. <laughs> eight a two just kidding (laughs) show yourself (laughs) this was so wonderful Annika thanks so much for coming on yes thank you Jordan thanks for listening to system saved me if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at system saved me don't forget to check out the workflow template shop at systemsaveme.com to help you work less and make more see you next week